let's talk about Twitter. You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. Your voiceover demos are your number one marketing tool, and you need to display them on your website in a way that works on any device or browser. VoiceSam is the player producers love. Plus, it offers tools that can improve your email signature, quickly create a one-page website, and much more. Sign up now at VoiceSam.com slash Mark Scott and get three months of the bass player for the price of one. That's VoiceSam.com slash Mark Scott for full details and to sign up. The VOpreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Meyers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original everyday VOpreneur. Hello, and welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur Podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. I'm Mark Scott, the original everyday VOpreneur. Loving the new direction that the podcast is taking and very much looking forward to diving into another incredible interview in just a couple of minutes. This time around, talking all about Twitter. Now, this is going to be a fun one because I know that there are some people with some very strong feelings about Twitter and about what Twitter has become. And it's hard to see through that to determine whether or not there's still value for your voiceover business. But I think you're going to feel differently by the time this interview is done. Now, just before we head into the interview, I do want to say thank you for subscribing wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. And also thank you for leaving your reviews. I would love it if you would take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you choose to listen to the podcast. Those reviews help other people to be able to find it. And it's also, look, I'm not going to lie, it's encouraging for me to know that you're listening and that you're enjoying. Also, if you are listening, would you post it in your Instagram stories and make sure to tag me at Mark Scott. Would love to hear what you think about these interviews. Would love to hear about what you are learning. So let's get into it. I signed up for Twitter in August of 2008. So not at the very beginning, but very early. It was baby Twitter, we'll call it. And over the years, I've lived through toddler Twitter, teenage Twitter, and now I think we're starting to get a sense of what grown-up Twitter is going to look like. And it has changed a lot over the years as features have come and gone. Users have grown and shifted and reasons for using the platform have broadened. Now, many days, admittedly, Twitter feels like a little bit of a dumpster fire of political rage and divisive hate and angry commentators. But there's still a lot of value in the platform and it can still be used for good and it can still be a powerful tool for growing an audience, developing a brand, building a platform. And that is what my guest today is doing. He's a theater-trained Los Angeles-based voice actor who is fluent in English and Korean with credits including Netflix and Ubisoft. He's also someone who I think is crushing it on Twitter. Welcome to the podcast, Junyoon Voice Moto. Hello. Thank you for having me, Mark. It's a pleasure. How are you? The, the fact of the matter is, would I love to have you on the podcast to talk about Twitter? Of course. Do I want to just have you on the podcast to just listen to your voice for half an hour? That's probably more true. <laughs> That's very kind. Same sentiment goes with you. I, I actually enjoy listening to you in the car. I do. Awesome. So I'm really excited to do this because I think you're doing a really great job on Twitter. And I think that, how do I put this diplomatically? We went through a four-year period in certain parts of the world where there was a lot of anger that seemed to get expressed on Twitter. 
And so because of that, a lot of people were turned off of the platform. Now, I know that you spend time on TikTok. I know that you've got your LinkedIn profile, but it seems like Twitter has kind of become a social media platform of choice for you. So despite everything that was going on, talk to me about how you came to that decision to just put a focus on Twitter. Most definitely. Primarily, I, I have come to realize the, my strengths and weaknesses, essentially speaking. And uh, working, pr- working primarily as a, a character voice actor, I've kind of stumbled upon Twitter as, the, as, as a healthy community, as it turns out, for character uh, voice acting. I, I've certainly had my presence on Facebook and, and Instagram and everywhere else, and LinkedIn as well, of course, as you mentioned. But I haven't found the same fervor, perhaps, the enthusiasm for character acting, animation, video game, and such, uh, anywhere else except Twitter. So when I, when I came across it, it was like, I'm home. <laughs> and, you know, it's interesting to hear you say that because that's how I felt about Twitter in the early days with regards to explainer videos. At one point, when the explainer video genre was really starting to take off, That seemed like that was the place where all of those people were hanging out. That's where they were having conversations. That's where they were engaging. And and I think that that's something that has definitely shifted over time. So do you think then that Twitter is better for certain genres than others? I mean, obviously, it seems to be working for you in the space that you're in. I most definitely think so. Um, I have colleagues in the commercial landscape. I explain early learning in every other genre of VO uh, that I that I network and connect and, and talk with and hang out with on Twitter. But primarily, primarily, it's all character work, as far as I can see anyway. That's an interesting thing because, <laughs> I mean, one of, the, one of the things that I always talk about with marketing is being where your audience is at, right? Mm. And so because I do a lot of e-learning and corporate stuff now, I know that a lot of that audience is, is on LinkedIn. And so I've made a decision to hang out on LinkedIn because I know that's where I can interact with them. You have obviously found that there's a lot of character opportunity on Twitter, so you've made a conscious decision to hang out on Twitter, despite all of the stuff that's going on around Twitter. Like, doesn't you know what I'm saying? Like, I do. People are just afraid of the platform because it just seems to be such a crappy place to hang out in general. But your experience is that if you you find your people, there's some really good conversations to be had. I mean, I've always been a huge advocate of cultivating your feed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we call the timeline used to be called a feed, and we do indeed consume the content that's on our feed, right? I yep. mean, if you want to eat a burger, get a burger. Yeah. <laughs> but if you don't, if you want to take the onions out, you can. And I think Twitter gives uh, everyone an option and and their their electability, perhaps to to what they want to see on their on their timeline on their feed, so that they can consume what they want to consume and. I've made a conscious effort to follow the, the people that I want to follow, the accounts that I want to follow, and the, and the media that I want to consume on my end to absolutely procure and to absolutely design uh, the stuff that I want to see. Now, of course, the algorithm is going to push whatever it wants to in my feed, and I can do with it what I want, but I'm so focused in on what I want to consume. The, con- the information that I want to put out, the content that I want to put out and, and engage with the people that I want to engage with, that I'm not really that affected or distracted or influenced by the crap that's on there, <laughs> if you will. It's so good to hear you say that because I think people need that reminder. And one of the things that I've always been a big advocate of, regardless of what platform you're using, is to be very strategic in how you build your network. And so if you are 
choosing the right people to get connected with, which is strategically choosing how you're going to build your timeline, you can avoid a lot of that content that you don't want to see. And when it pops up, you mute it, you unfollow people, like, right? It's a living, breathing organism, but it is possible still to build a really strong network and community that is like-minded and, you know, wants to work. Very much so. And I've heard that exact advice uh, from your podcast and episodes about procuring your uh, community and people, the following the people, uh, really specifying who you're connecting to, especially on LinkedIn. I completely wholeheartedly agree. At the same time, uh, because of the camaraderie that exists on Twitter inside this community of character-based voice actors, there is indeed a lot of uh, following, following back. Mm -hmm. And I feel, I, I truly feel, and it's been confirmed by many other professionals in the realm that voice acting is such a eclectic and unique uh, realm of entertainment, especially from the character voice uh, acting perspective, where we really do support each other and lift each other up and elevate everybody else in this capacity that's not seen anywhere else, really. And having the connection to this wonderful, supportive community on Twitter has been a fantastic resource of information and, and motivation. At the same time, a great place to, to network and to communicate. And the studios, the casting directors, everybody else who's interested in hiring character voice actors see this wonderful ecosystem of character voice actors on Twitter, and they come to look for talent on Twitter from everything from the tiny little one-man studio in, in the basement of Kansas somewhere to the well-known indie studios and even the professional ones. It's been a great resource, and I, I recommend everybody to, to engage and to connect with the community on, on Twitter if character voice acting indeed is a thing for you. Now, just for anybody that wants a little bit of clarity when we're saying character voice acting, are you talking specifically video game? Are you talking animation? Are there, is it a, a little bit of both? What specifically are you finding with care in the character space? Mm. I would define it as all, all of the above. Okay. Uh, primarily, I would say video game and animation and anime to an extent as well. Uh, there's other mediums called the visual novel, audiobooks as well. Um, Anything and everything, truly, truly anything and everything that involves a character. I draw the distinction between voiceover and voice acting in this way, where the voiceover, no dig on anything like that, but simply as a means of classification and categorization, voiceover being everything that's simply you playing you, mm -hmm. commercials and narration and e-learning and, and explainers and such, and character acting where you are you, but an extension of you perhaps where we see a, a character or, or a fictitious context is being created and being played out and so on and so forth. I can't, I can't sit here and write the, de write the definition of character voice acting, but truly any work of fiction that requires characters to be voiced, uh, there's plenty, a lot, in fact, to be, to be sourced and, and to, to obtain from Twitter, to be quite frank. I think it's a fair definition, and, and I totally understand what you're saying between, you know, voiceover and voice actor. So you found your tribe, you engage with your tribe, there's opportunities to be created from this tribe, opportunities to find work, auditions, but also opportunities to learn, to grow, to network, to hear different perspectives. So if somebody is looking to use Twitter 
to try to find that tribe and maybe get away from some of the other stuff that's going on Twitter. Are there a few strategic hashtags that you think that people could be following that's going to help them to find some of these people and start building that network? Certainly, all the all the all the typical ones, voice acting, voice actor, so on and so forth, are some of those hashtags to look up. Most definitely. At the same time, a, a brief search will bring up all of your favorite voice actors in the character space, uh, and there are a number mm-hmm. of them to highlight, of course. And simply uh, the the way that I found uh, my tribe on Twitter uh, is that I started following uh, some of the some of my favorite voice actors, <laughs> uh, Crispin Freeman, being yep. a huge fan, of course, and and number of others that are on the platform. And they'll often have a following, and and you're able to access their followers as well by clicking on who's following them. Yep. And I've spent my time to go through and skim through. I'm yep. not gonna sit there and read every one. The list of people, and I've skimmed their content. And if I liked what what I saw, the content they were producing, at a consistency and quality that they were producing, I followed them. It was it was quite simple. And um, soon my feed was filled with the content that I wanted to watch and consume. And from there, I started engaging, resharing, uh, replying, tweeting, all these things that, that a community member might do to naturally engage with the community. And I was in it. <laughs> I love this underlying theme of just strategic curation, right? It's so essential to making Twitter work for you, just being really intentional about looking for the content that you want to find and making sure that you're building your feet around that content. And so I, I love that that's kind of the theme here because it really does give people a, a better guide as to how to get on the platform and start using it. So talk to me about your content strategy. Are there subjects that you consider off limits on Twitter? And on the flip side of that, are there subjects or themes that you prioritize? Uh, from a consumption standpoint, anything and everything goes. Um, I will not allow any like not safe for work content right on, on my timeline. I have kids running in uh, as they as they shouldn't. I really should learn more from you about that. <laughs> <laughs> but I got kids coming in here and looking at monitors, so I can't have that. That's that's my own personal philosophy and belief. So that's fine. Um, aside from that, not really. Everything goes. Um, I enjoy people as people and and the content that they want to share. So from a consumption standpoint, absolutely anything and everything goes. But then my feed is very much curated. So everything is indeed uh, to my taste, to my right. to my feed. From a creator standpoint, however, I'm all about information and education. I worked as a high school theater teacher for a decade plus of time, and I truly, really found my happiness in education and working with actors in this capacity. So instructing, bringing awareness, sharing information, and and providing the value in that way to help the community by pitching in with the information to share what I know and to, and to coach and teach and share and all these things. I think that buy-in, I think the the value that I brought to the community in this capacity certainly accelerated my inclusion into the community, perhaps. But it can't be just take, take, take relationship in a community, right? It's, it's got to be a give and take. So um, I would suggest for anyone listening who are interested in Twitter, 
everyone is welcome. Like quite literally, everyone is welcome. That's and I true. am most definitely not like an ambassador of Twitter VO, but everyone is indeed welcome if you call yourself a voice actor. But to accelerate that process, to to engage truly with more folks and, and build a community and be included in the community, best way to go, in my opinion, is to bring value. Thank you, Gary V. Thank it, you, Mark Scott. <laughs> hey, and that's it's so legit, right? A hundred percent. I mean, I, I actually recorded a one of my upcoming YouTube tips videos talks exactly about that, about the importance of making sure that the content that you're sharing is adding value. And earlier today, I posted a, a thing in my Instagram stories, and that's what I was talking about was creating content that adds value. So it's it's a vital vital lesson, right? It's not just a hey, look at me in this thing that I did. Whether that's hey, look at me in this voiceover I did, or hey, look at me in this thing that I'm doing in my life, or whatever. Do I go on and, and share uh, about my barbecue adventures and drinking a Dr. Pepper and going for a walk and, and, you know, me and my life? Of course I do, but I also make sure that there's some really good stuff in there as well. And so that is a big part of it, sharing sharing content that brings value. So let me ask you a question because I, I talk about when it comes to social media, being very cautious that, hey, one thing that certain clients are going to do when they are thinking about working with somebody new, is they're going to potentially vet them. And one of the ways that they potentially vet them is by looking at their social media. Nobody wants to be caught up in controversy anymore. So I know you say from a consumption standpoint, anything goes, which makes sense. I mean, you're obviously we can take in all kinds of stuff. From a creation standpoint, it sounds like you're a little bit more strategic. Do you ever think on that term of, is this thing that I'm posting or is this thing that I'm going to say, you know, is this something that I need to be concerned about a client finding and vetting me down the road? Or do you think like that at all? To a degree, I would say, to a degree. And, and I say this because I am very strategic and selective about the content that I create, tweets that I post, uh, replies that I make, of course, every, as everyone should. It, but it really, really begins with with us being who we are, mm -hmm. me being exactly who I am, and not to pat myself on the back, but I truly honestly honestly believe that I am a good human being with empathy and kindness and, and all these things in my heart. And, and I do want to be a good uh, contributing member of the community, maybe. So the content that I bring, posts that I make, uh, are very much authentic yeah. from my own heart, from my own brain. And I don't have any ill will towards people. I will have my angry moments when people talk about masks and, and vaccines. <laughs> right? The, the, the hot button issues that can certainly light us all up. That's for sure. But then at the same time, I'm bringing my own, my very own flavor of authenticity into the community. Yeah. And, and the folks who identify my content as me being simply me. Uh, I think appreciates that even more so in this in this world of social media and fake profiles and look at my vacation in in Honolulu, in, in in some other place. I gosh, it's so important. I think to be as authentic as we can be, not only in front of a microphone, but for ev but everywhere, because indeed folks are watching and they're listening and they're paying attention. You you can definitely bet. That people will people will be stalking you, for yes. lack of better terms here, on your social media to figure out and find out who you really, really are on the inside before they start working with you. Totally. I can't stress that enough. To be one's authentic self, to share and to post and to engage as, as a person, 
not with an agenda, not with anything else, ulterior motives, but to share my concerns, my ideas, my terrible humor, dad jokes, and things of that nature as truly as who I am. And that has never failed me to this day. And anyone who finds that unpalatable, perhaps, will unfollow me, and that's perfectly fine. Any clients that may find that distasteful might not want to work with me, and that's perfectly fine as well. The likelihood of me working well with that person is nil anyway. There's a powerful lesson in that statement alone, which is, you know, if you don't like it, move on, right? Nobody says you got to sit down and have an argument about it. Nobody's going to try to change how you are or you're going to try to change how anybody else is. You just, oh, I don't like it. Okay, I'm moving on. The genuineness and the authenticity is actually the reason why you're you're here right now and, and being interviewed. When I was trying to figure out who do I want to talk to about some of these different platforms, I thought back to last year. So it's October 28th of, of 2020. And I shared a post on social media and it said, I need to give a shout out to Playbook alum Jun Yoon, game six of the World Series. And I got distracted from the game by what he was doing on Twitter. If you want a brilliant example of using social media for content marketing that'll get eyes on you in a memorable way, check out his feed. And the genuineness of what you were doing is totally what drew me into it. You were doing this karaoke singing challenge thing, which was so much fun. Talk to me about the inspiration for that campaign. You got a lot of people to participate in that. And everybody that was doing it was having such a great time. And it was, for me, it was like, honestly, it was one of the highlights of Twitter at a time when there was a lot of anger going on in that space. And I just felt like you brought light and joy with that. So talk to me about the inspiration for that. Funny enough, uh, during my tenure as a high school teacher, I, I also like to sing. I'm not a professional. I'm not a professionally trained singer by any means, but I play the guitar and I sing. And uh, after school, during productions with my cast and and students that I would teach, I'd take out my guitar and start singing. And uh, the kids would really lo- really love that to sing along the songs they knew. And I would make an effort to learn the new songs and and stuff like that. Uh, it wasn't long before. The lyrics were being thrown up on the big screen, and, and we were all having a great time singing these songs together, musicals and pop songs and, and everything else. And we had such a great time doing that. And I wanted to bring the same exact like feeling of, of unity, camaraderie, togetherness, joy, and happiness in this way. And karaoke is a thing. It's not anything new, obviously. And... Uh, I thought, you know, it'd be, really, it'd be really, really fun if I if I made this video and sang the guy part in that song from Frozen, uh, Love is an Open Door, and just put it out there to see if anybody wants to. Uh, option one, they can certainly download the video in some way and edit themselves in and make con- create content out of it so other people can enjoy them singing. Great. Yep. There's value in that. If not, if anything else, they can just put it in their ear and sing along for the joy of singing. Because we all love to sing, whether in the shower or in the car. Um, Don't lie to yourself. You do it. I know. It's (laughs) true. 100%. And look, I've never seen Frozen still, which is, I I wear that as a badge of honor because I do have three daughters. But because of your videos, I probably know half the lyrics to that song now. Because, like I said, it was just, it was something that was just so much fun to watch. And I think that very element of having fun, which is so, so crucially important in character acting, in both auditions and in the work that you book, um, that very element of having fun. 
I really wanted to hit that very hard and as critically as I possibly could. And if we, as actors, exercise that muscle and that instinct, that interior sense that, that tells you, oh, this is fun, and if we continue to, to experience that on a consistent basis, I think that's going to really, really direct, directly affect our ability to have fun in the booth with a character in this way. And, and whatever I can to inspire, to force, if I have to, <laughs> to, for you to have fun and continuously, consistently have fun with, and engage with the content that I create, well, it's a win-win-win then. My content is being distributed to other people so they can hear my voice. The other voice actors who are enjoying my content are having fun and it's impacting them in their deliveries in the booth. And everybody's smiling. What I love about it the most, I think, apart from how much fun it was, is that it had absolutely nothing to do with voiceover, but subtly it did. Mm -hmm. And because, like you just said, everybody's hearing your voice. When I talk to voice actors, when I work with them in coaching sessions and whatnot, and we're talking about, you know, social media and it's, they're always like, well, what do I put on social media? Cause I can only put out my demo so many times or whatever. And I'm trying to get them to see that there's so much more to it, right? That there's so many different ways that you can add value, that there's so many different ways that you can create content that maybe don't specifically promote your voiceover business, but ultimately promote you as a brand or promote your voice as you did with this singing. And and so it's it's a great example of a way to just be you and be authentic. And I know you got a crap ton of views out of that campaign. I mean, you had so many videos that were hundreds of views, thousands of views. Like you got a ton of, of views and, and ultimately then listens to your voice. And so you didn't have to promote your voiceover services. You just had to be you. And it was brilliant. The magic of algorithms, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? But at the same time, the the intent underneath, the original intent underneath wasn't exactly to promote my voice or to to spread aware, awareness of my brand or, or my business, honestly. And, and, and I really, really, truly do mean this from mm -hmm. the bottom of my heart. That video... And a voice actor duet challenge that I produce, still do it, still do every now and then, every now and then. Even the, gosh, all of it is is produced and made out of love and fun with the attempt to engage my community. That principle alone underneath doesn't change. I'm simply having fun and providing a vehicle for other voice actors and other colleagues to jump in on the bandwagon and create content. It might have a side effect. Of, of distributing my voice and getting my voice to be heard by other folks as determined by the algorithm. But really, the intent underneath is to have fun, is to engage, to create content. And I think that's what's important, the authenticity and the genuineness of, all, of it all underneath that allows, that, that makes people go, oh, this guy is being real. <laughs> that's why it worked, though. Like, that's why it caught my attention. Because... I could see that you were just having so much fun and that everybody was that it was engaging with you in it was just having so much fun. And there wasn't an ulterior motive. Is there a, a like you said, a, a side effect that maybe has an, an advantage to you down the road? Well, yeah, maybe. But but that is a byproduct of just the genuineness and the authenticity that came from it. And I suspect that 
uh, as people are listening to this episode, you may need to come up with another one of these singing challenges because there may be some people that want to participate in a new one with you just to have that fun. I love it if for no other reason it, it just brings, like I said before, a little bit of light to Twitter, which sometimes can be a, a pretty dark place. No question about that. And and I have been continuously making them every now and then. I'll do a little plug if you don't mind. Feel free to edit this yeah. out. But voicemoto.com slash VA Duet. VA Duet cool. is where you'll find all the videos. Right Feel on. free to download and engage. Absolutely. There you go. So we're talking about engagement. One of the things that I noticed while looking through your Twitter profile is that you do an incredible job of creating engagement. Social media is just that. It's meant to be social, but so many people use it as a one-sided broadcasting platform. What are some of the things, other than the, the duet challenge, what are some of the things that you do to generate so much engagement on Twitter? Because you really seem to do a great job of it. Uh, through, through content creation, as broad as that may sound, and I apologize for that, but through simply creating content and putting forth the authenticity of, of my person, um, I've been able to attract a number of folks to follow me. Not that that matters, per se, but to have other folks be interested in my content as I create more, with the same principle of providing value. And from a former educator standpoint, the value that I try to bring to the platform is information and training and content and, and awareness of things. So... At the same time, the content is very, like, evolving, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also have a podcast called The Voice Actor Showcase uh, that, I, that I simply brought people on to talk about their journeys. Yep. Not, not the likes of Crispin Freeman or Rob Paulson or Tara Strong, but everyday VOpreneurs, as it turns out. There you go. <laughs> to tell their stories. Primarily because... Um, I, when I was when I was listening to various podcasts and looking for podcasts to listen to, there wasn't and there weren't any podcasts that were that focused on the struggles and the journeys and the things of everyday voice actors. Your podcast I've been listening to since day one, by the way, which I love. Thank you very much. Which is aimed at very much the audience of everyday voice actors, and that very uh, uh, genre for character voice actors didn't quite exist back then. Today, there are a few, which is great, but I saw that empty hole and I simply invited my colleagues to come on, come to talk to me about things, about their journey, about their life, what they find interesting and how their voice actor journey has been so far. And it's only one of many ways that I've been able to bring value and engagement to the community in this way. Um, another way, I, I also stream on Twitch uh, in a channel called C6 Impact. Um, where I play video games, which is what I love to do. It's fun. At the same time, while I play video games, I talk about important issues and things and awareness and, and educate, education and awareness about this journey to, to whoever is going to come and listen, whether it be about information about microphones or treating one's space or or how we should look at like business costs and things of that nature, mm-hmm. as well as personal ones as well, like how to network. What what does what does trust? What does happiness mean? Ugh, there's so much, so many things to cover, but all of it is driven with this with the main principle of providing value to the community. 
And because, in my assessment, because I've been able to provide as much value and information that I could, I've naturally gotten noticed by people, people who, the people who are watching, the people, the voice buyers who are watching the space as a casting director, as a studio head, as a roster. And as universal as this may sound, the karma, the idea of karma mm-hmm. comes around and goes around, turned out to be very much true. And I'm not the only eclectic case here with that concept. So create content with your audience in mind, create content that adds value to said audience, and said audience is going to engage with content. I mean, I think really that's what it comes down to, right? It's it's that whole concept of not creating content for you or creating content about you. Not that you can't do that from time to time, of course, but by and large, it's thinking about who the end user is and is this going to add value to them, to their day, to their life, to their business. And when you do that, they will engage and, and good things happen. I mean, that's really kind of what it comes down to, right? Very, very much so. And more of these content pieces get shared across across the platform and then cross platforms as well in this capacity. Uh, it, it, it effectively works as a marketing strategy, as a side effect, of course. I, I'm not going to sit here and ignore that. Yeah. At the same time, the genuine intent underneath to engage with the community, to be a part of it and to contribute to it, because that's what a community of the tribe does, right? Yeah. Um, that really cannot be stressed enough as the main driver of content creation for whatever community that you may belong in. Um, and... And because my aim is is about education, of of bringing up the other voice actors as much as I could can possibly elevate, uh, my target audience are indeed voice actors. Yeah. But your or anyone who's listening, your tribe doesn't have to be voice actors. Um, maybe 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 you're a wonderful aficionado of barbecue. Yeah. Absolutely. And and that that there's a community. I, I I promise there's a community based around barbecuing and smoking and meats and and rubs and all these things. I'm sure. Only <laughs> there is. Oh, I, I bet I bet Mark would know. I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> and and any content that aims to provide value to that community will work exactly the same way. You answered the question that I didn't even have the opportunity to ask because the one question that I wanted was to talk about ways, the specific ways that you are using Twitter to create opportunity for yourself. But I think you basically just answered it. it it's really just in about putting the focus on your audience and finding ways to add value to them. And if you do that and do it well, they're going to see you. They're going to notice you. They're going to engage with you. They're going to look up your website. Maybe they're ultimately going to listen to your demos. Maybe they're ultimately going to send you an audition. You know, you work in a, in a you have a tribe that is centered around this character space. Uh, my guess is that as you add value to that tribe and you help them to, to like you said, you want to lift them up in their careers. I'm guessing that they're uh, keeping you top of mind when they see an audition opportunity or, you know, they won't, they need to make a referral or something is, is that fair to say that that pretty much is how you're creating the opportunities for yourself? Is just by constantly looking for ways to add value? It's it's multiple multiple avenues, and and the very thing that you're talking about has happened. Um, I, I voiced a character named Savant in this video game called Liquidation, and when the creator 
posted the uh, audition for this one character, he specified the character to be a middle-aged male who with a Korean accent. And literally, <laughs> literally, all the tweets, all the replies, all the retweets, and all the mentions of that post had my tag in it. Nice. Literally every single one. <laughs> That's really got to make you feel good too, though, to know that you have you have built enough credibility and respect and trust with the audience that you're reaching out to that they think of you that way and so many people are are just shouting out to you for for that opportunity. That's got to be encouraging. For which I'm 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 eternally grateful. Yeah, of course. Um, the ego is such a such a fragile thing and such a delicate private thing um and and i honestly don't i i appreciate every tag every tweet every mention of course and i'm and i'm eternally grateful for it yep. as i mentioned at the same time it it doesn't fuel my ego i'm so focused on what i'm doing yep and and i know that in my heart that this is definitely a part of my happiness and and even though these people are cheering and and i love them for it and and i engage and i appreciate and i and i'm grateful for it but I'm just going to do what I do, yep. Mark. I'm going to just do what I do and make myself happy and make sure to have fun in the meantime. And and that really hasn't let me down yet. That's why and it I, works. And the very, very idea of, of simply, authentically being myself online, as far as online on Twitter goes, is really uh, uh, indicative of who I am and how I work. And I'm I'm no different in a recording session. Right on. No different at all. And the casting, the studios, the holder of rosters, and so on and so forth, who are watching the space very actively, of course, uh, notice that. Yeah. And private auditions come my way because of that. Invitations for auditions come my way because of that. Roles come my way because of that. That's amazing. So... You obviously know what you're doing. That's no secret. I think you've given a ton of valuable information already in this interview. I'm all about actionable, practical advice for voice actors. So give me just a couple of practical tips that you could offer to a voice actor, regardless of their current experience level or familiarity with Twitter. A couple of pieces of advice that could help them start getting more out of the platform starting today the first thing i would say is to be absolutely certain that uh character voice acting is of genuine interest some folks have want, want nothing to do with characters <laughs> i'm gonna sit in my studio and do ivr all day and that that's my happiness good for them most definitely good for them or some folks may be super into e-learning explainers great <laughs> you know yep um and, and LinkedIn and other platforms are great for that. Of course, that's where those voice buyers live and, and engage with. And that's where you definitely should be. Well, of course, Twitter is very eclectically and very specifically character voice driven. You'd you be hard pressed to find a commercial explainer, e-learning, IVR gig on Twitter. Uh, does that mean those, those companies don't exist on Twitter? Not necessarily. That's not what I'm talking about, of course. But... The casting process, or perhaps the, the the curation of talent for those genres of voiceover jobs may not be as vibrant on Twitter as it is on LinkedIn or Facebook. So number one, it's self-awareness 
of of the path that one would want to walk. And if character voice acting in video game, visual novels, anime, animation, uh, audiobook to an extent is indeed a an avenue and a genre and a path that one wants to explore, then Twitter most definitely should be in your consideration. One thing you can do right now is to realize that. That's step one. And if the answer is yes, then of course, make an account, follow people, and engage. And why do people post on Twitter? We, we want engagement. Otherwise, yes. we just keep it in our heads. So there, so you're not bothering anyone. No one's going to, oh, who is this person? They want engagement. So engage. Thank reply. you for saying that. Oh, my Thank gosh. Thank you for saying that. I can't tell you how many people I'm like, get on social media, start engaging. Like, I don't want to feel like I'm stalking anybody. I'm like, people don't <laughs> post this stuff on social media in hopes that nobody will engage with it. So get over yourself. Get past your excuses and just start building a network and, and engaging. So thank you for clarifying that, for specifying Ugh. that. I mean, as, 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 a, as a person, as a human being, the, yeah. the things that you would say if you were in person, my goodness, just yeah. be yourself as, as cliche and stupid as that sounds. Be yourself is probably the best advice for social media engagement, at least on Twitter. Uh, oh, gosh, absolutely. Retweet, engage. But better yet... Number three, create content, contribute value, whether it be entertainment. Maybe you're a, a really awesome juggler and, and you can do character voices while juggling 20 chainsaws. Great. I can't you know? wait to see that video. <laughs> I so desperately hope that there is somebody right now who is a, listening to this podcast who is a brilliant juggler who is going to juggle while making character voices. And you got to tag <laughs> me and June in it. So we can, we can come and find it. We'll share it for you. We'll amplify it to our networks. I'm 100%. excited to see that one. <laughs> but come on the platform. Have fun. Oh, my gosh. The the, the advice of have fun is yeah. such. Ugh. Please join social media. Get on Twitter. Engage with us and have fun. Most definitely. And and show us who you are. It's, it's not even about your voice. It's about you and your personal brand. And and again, like I said, everybody is welcome. And there's always more space for more voice actors, which means more voices for casting to choose from. It's, it's a good thing all around. It's a win-win-win. And one way to jump into this community and to really be a, a great member of this community is to create content and to bring value. Yeah. Man, this has been awesome. You, This interview kind of took a direction that I wasn't, necessarily expecting but you got so deep into it and it's so good like i literally if we were on video if we were on zoom right now and you could see me i've just been sitting here just like nodding my head like yes <laughs> yes yes for everything you've been saying so i'm so grateful to you for for giving us a little bit of your time to, to share from your wisdom june so if people want to get connected with you and guys you should get connected with them and you should watch what he's doing and learn how do we find you how do we get connected on Twitter, you can find me at VoiceMoto, Voice M-O-T-O, VoiceMoto, and I'm VoiceMoto everywhere, literally everywhere. But I would engage, I would invite you to come and watch the Twitch stream. It's something new that I'm starting up. I uh, have been doing it for the past three weeks or so, and I stream Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at four o'clock Pacific. And all the information is at c6impact.com. Number six, number six, c6impact.com. And if you're interested in that video games and me talking about various things, please come. I aim to provide value and 
I hope that you come and learn, at least take away a couple of pieces of information that helps you in your journey. Then, then I've done my job. Right on. I will make sure to put notes to the website, the Twitch streaming, and the Twitter handle that'll all be in the show notes so you guys can find that very easily and you can get connected. June, again, thank you so much for your time and for for sharing your wisdom. Uh, If people, more people do the things that you are doing on Twitter, it is going to become so much more of a fun place to hang out again. So thank you for sharing that with us all. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. So what did I tell you at the very beginning of this episode? I said if you had any kind of negative feelings about Twitter or if you weren't sure whether or not Twitter was worth it, I thought you might feel differently by the end of the episode. Was I right? Do you feel differently about Twitter now that we are here at the end of the episode? June offered up so much good stuff. And what I really loved about everything he had to say was that it wasn't just applicable to Twitter. Yes, this interview was in the context of Twitter and the tips that he was sharing were in the context of Twitter. But you take those same principles and you apply them to Instagram, you apply them to LinkedIn, you apply them to TikTok, wherever you choose to hang out and market yourself and build your tribe and find your community. All of the principles that he talked about, totally applicable across the board. If you're listening and if you've been enjoying this episode, please take a moment to share it. Let June know that you're listening as well. I would love it if you could post it on Twitter and you can tag both of us at Mark Scott and at VoiceMoto, and I'll make sure to put that in the show notes. And please post it in your Instagram stories and let us know that you were listening and that you enjoyed the episode in your Instagram stories. And again, it's at Mark Scott and at VoiceMoto. Thank you so much for subscribing, for sharing, for leaving your reviews. Thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you on the next one. The Everyday Vopreneur Podcast. Available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. Your voiceover demos are your number one marketing tool, and you need to display them on your website in a way that works on any device or browser. VoiceSam is the player producers love. Plus, it offers tools that can improve your email signature, quickly create a one-page website, and much more. Sign up now at voicesam.com slash markscott and get three months of the bass player for the price of one. That's voicesam.com slash markscott for full details and to sign up. And scene. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more Vopreneur goodness? Jump online at vopreneur.com.